Welcome to Tilt Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk about plant 2023, and boy has it been an interesting year so far. Spotlight, we'll take a look at how dusty conditions might be limiting foliar applied herbicide control. Ag History Minute, we'll talk about the oldest agricultural plots going digital. That was Cool Beans, that's Corny, with some current events. We'll wrap things up with a Field Good Friday. With me today is Bill Schomber. Hey, guys. Max Garvey. What's up, everybody? Todd Schomber. Hey to all the Tilties out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. Well, it's been a interesting spring. The brewers have been highs and lows. Now we've got some injury issues. Are they that injured? I pitching. Oh, they're losing their pitching. Yep. So we lost Burn or uh, Woodruff a while back, and then uh, Miley like hurt his lat like Tuesday. Hey, they're still they're still one game up in the NL Central. They are. Yeah, they are. They just can't beat the Cardinals ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Ever. 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 Would we lose eighteen to two the other night? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. That though, they put in like a normal right. guy to pitch, right? Yeah. Like a. That's still wild to me that it, you saw, just throw it. And I suppose beats, if your pitching's hurt. The Cardinals beat somebody last night again, like 16 to Dodges. 1. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I was listening to that game, Todd, and it was like 9 to 1 in the seventh. And I went inside and looked at the score later. I'm like, 18 to 2? Like, it was just <laughs> 9 to 1. What the hell happened? And then they put like a 9 or 10 spot up in the eighth inning or something. But they just try to get out of things. So the, the, they really changed scoring runs when Mitchell got hurt. Like, yep. like they've been down like 1.2 runs a game or something since Mitchell. So he's kind of the catalyst. And he's you lose those key guys like year. that. And yeah. Is he he's all for the year, yeah, too? Yeah, because he hurt his shoulder sliding into home, I think. Man. But that's been a month already. So yeah. he just can't stay healthy. But it's a long season, so. Pitchers shouldn't slide. It's damaging some goods. Well, he's a center fielder. <laughs> Pitchers don't slide. They don't even hit anymore. They don't yeah, usually hit anymore either, yeah. Which I actually kind of like. You like the full DH? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's cool. Like, remember a handful of years ago when Woodruff in the playoffs? He hit that homer. That was Kershaw. awesome. Like, yeah. That was cool. But there's so many just brutal at-bats with those pitchers. You're not seeing like high school ball or college ball where they're they're not turning that into like No, there's some like pinch or, pinch hitting happening just for like Yeah, just to that kind of thing. Or DHing there is actually is, a is any of the minor DHing. leagues changed where it's all Um actually I've not watched a lot of minor yeah, leagues I don't. to know. They I mean they're doing the full pitch clock thing. Yeah. Yeah. But Yeah, T Rat's got that whole new Kind of, st- you drive by the stadium, you can see from the highway there, and yeah, it looks pretty sharp. They're still doing a little bit of construction yet, but interesting to see how. Reminds me, I've got my kids have vouchers from the reading oh, program yes. at school. Oh, yeah. I got to use up by the end of this month. Those are by the end of May. You got to use so, them. Yeah. Oh. You got, uh, like, yeah, I think it's like June first. Yeah, you got like eleven days here, man. You better. I know. <laughs> and now with the way the way minor league ball goes, they don't do like three-game series anymore, it's, like, six games. So, like, they'll go to Cedar Rapids for a whole week and because of travel and money, and it just saves oh. on all that kind of stuff. Well, it's all, like, a result of COVID, right? Because right, that's what they were doing during COVID, and they're like, oh, this actually 
it's a lot cheaper and kind of works. So and they hacked like there was so many minor league teams. They just hacked them all. Yeah, and they, they more went to the independent, like the Milwaukee Milkmen and the. There's a Milwaukee Milkmen. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the, awesome. Um, Is there still Madison Mallards? Yep. Yep. Sweet. So those kind of teams. That's kind the of Northwoods the, League. Yeah, and the Green Bay Booyah. That was the best name ever. Uh, the Rockers is. Oh, I don't like. Yeah, the Rockers. Rockers is the the Bullfrogs. Is milkmen are than, not in the Northwoods League. They're in something else. But, but it's the same league. It's like the same, same type. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like independent. T Rats have a three game run against Quad Cities this weekend. When and do then they play the, the Beloit Snappers, man? Uh, hang on. Not in the month of May. Let's go to June. Fond du Lac Dock Spiders. Peoria, Peoria, West Michigan, Great Lakes, Lansing. Uh, not in June. I don't know that oh, Beloit's. Uh, are they still? July. July. Nice. Versus Beloit, yep. Are they the snappers, though? Aren't they I, the... Uh, changed they the um, I don't know. The What's the goose? The... There, yeah, there's a picture of a goose with a wrench in its mouth. It says the Beloit Sky Skycarp. Sky carp. Yeah. What? Yeah, they changed wow. their name. It's a goose A that goose never, isn't a Skycarp? They never what leave. The f- it's a goose that never leaves for the winter. Is a sky carp. Okay. Why is he holding a wrench? Like their mascot is a goose. Right. Well, there's multiple. There's one with a head underwater, and okay. there's one like looking like he's trying to take off. And then one with the the wrench, and then the wrench seems to be in the official logo. Yeah, Max, it's weird. Max Google sky carp. Pretty sure it's a goose that doesn't leave for the winter. Sky carp. A slang term for a goose that does not migrate in the winter, instead preferring to stay in its home city. Do not know why the wrench is there, but... All right, now let's read the second part of this. The Skycarp name represents the city of Beloit. Okay. A flourishing, innovative town so vibrant and strong that no one wants to leave. And that's why it's... And that is not true, so... (laughs) That's why it's also wearing a scarf in some of the imagery. Yes. Because it's staying... Where it's cold, so it needs a scarf. I gotcha. I gotcha. And I, I now that I see a close up with the Todd scarf, it's got the wrench in its feet. Yeah. You have to tell the blade snapper story. Sorry, you're gonna bring oh, it up. You the, have to tell yes. It. Did you think you were going to bean snappers? And then you were disappointed because you saw the blade snappers way back in the day in college. Because Beloit wasn't that far from Madison, and a group of us were gonna go like to a game, and I was telling my my girlfriend then, which is wife now, like, hey, we're going, we're going to the Snappers. Okay, I should back up even more. They actually called us because we like it was the frat group, mm. so they would call around like, hey, we can bring your group in to do stuff, and so so I got a call from the boy Snappers, snappers from, called because you were the president. Yes, from Snappers. So Greek life, baby. Yes, so Snappers calls and is like, hey, we'll get your guys out here and you come see, and it'll be a good time. And so I'm like, oh, that'd be awesome. Like a whole group of us can go and like, it's a really good deal. And yeah, like got off the phone and talking, like I said, to, to Keely at the time. And she's like, wait, what are you, where are you going? <laughs> and like the snappers, it's going to, you know, the snappers, we're going to go see them. And all she thinks is bean, bean snappers, snappers in Mackville, Wisconsin, the strip club, which, yeah, I'm sure like. All the hey, guys the world like, famous yeah. bean world snappers. Fa- yes. Like if you tell someone you're like, I have told people I'm from Freedom. And they're like, oh, what's wait? And freedom? they know. Yeah, I'll be like Macville, and they're like, oh, bean snappers. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, yes, that's close. Well, it's either that or the Macville Nationals. That's or Macville Nationals. Only two things you know about. But it took me way too long to catch on to what was going on. She and didn't, then I'm like, you oh, didn't know that she. This didn't is know. a yes. This is a 
minor league baseball team that has a snapping turtle in as Beloit. their mascot in Beloit. Yes. So we we did not actually go to a snappers game. We went to Mallards was there, right, right? The Madison Mallards. Madison, yep. So they were those are good times. What are the Madison Mallards? They are duck. A duck yeah. No, I mean like their baseball team. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. yes. Sorry, never heard of. Yes, the they Mallards. are the. They are like the. Is that like the beer league of it's like Madison? the Green Bay it's, Rockers? Okay, it's yeah. like the. So they're uh, one the one step Lauders. ahead of the Bondwell Nichols yes. whatever. They're like Dairyland league. They're like eighteen twenty year old kids. Yeah, that, the that is Nitros, one thing yeah. with the Timber Rattlers, especially if by the stadium upgrade. We can get it to AAA. That'd be pretty impressive. because yeah. a lot of these leagues are not. I'm not saying it's bad ball, but it's way lower than right. even single A. Do you guys know what the Freedom, you know, I don't want a, a semi-pro, it's not semi-pro, what the Freedom adult baseball team is? You know what it's called? Uh, I've seen it, but it's I can't think It's the Freedom it. Mets. Mets. Short for Metropolitans. Freedom Metropolitans. <laughs> pretty pretty ballsy move by a community that doesn't even have their own zip code. Yeah. <laughs> 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 They're technically Kakata, but yeah. You can write Freedom, Wisconsin. <laughs> you, freedom, you can. Comma, Wisconsin. You can, but the zip code's still yes. Kakata. Which is wild that Nichols, Wisconsin has As a zip code. Is, right. But oh, that yeah. Freedom, they play like. the Nichols Nitros or whatever? Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they is play. that Dairyland League? That's yeah, big I think time. So. It's called, I think it's Dairyland, Dairyland League, league is like. Do you, you know the greatest Dairyland League player of all time? Bill the Captain. Johnny Bench, baby. <laughs> Did he really? John Byer. Yeah, not not the real Johnny oh, Bench. I'm like what? It's probably Jack, Jack LeCaptain. It probably was John Byer, nice. aka Johnny Bench. Did you know that the Dairyland League was actually the first baseball league in Wisconsin? I did not know that. That, that like Nichols Black Creek area was like the first. It's the hotbed. It's, of it's the Wisconsin baseball. Yes, if you if you just ask anyone in the Dairyland yeah, League, they will tell yeah. you. I want to see who's in the Dairyland League. It's the Nichols Nitros, Bondwell's team, which I can't remember what they're... Never? You don't have one? Uh, no, I think Nichols... How did C- Seymour never had no. a... That's wild to me. And f- Do you remember the Green Bay... Was it Blue Ribbons? Okay. Well, Paca, Hortonville, Hoffa Park, Navarino, Nichols, no, Navarino Cecil, Bondwell, Pulaski, Shawano. Where does so they play in Cecil? Probably... Is there a baseball diamond at the yeah, lake park? Somewhere over there there is, yeah. We really got down a wormhole here. Because, yeah, today at 7.30, it's Bondwell at Shano, Nichols at Navarino. Boy, that's a hike right there, Nichols to Navarino. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, hope their bus doesn't break down on yeah. the way there. They can walk there. <laughs> Literally could. Alpha uh, Park's got one because that diamond there, they cover, like, the mound and everything. That's right? an actually really nice diamond. Right by the you church know, for, there, yeah. yeah. Alpha Park's great. Got a ball diamond, a church, and a bar. That's awesome. Total Alpha Park. Total. Hey, they have a they have a dairy service too. That's Hoffa the definition Park of dairy, right. Hop Park Dairy. Definition of a town in Wisconsin is a church and a bar. a bar. That's all you need. Macville's got a church, a bar. Well, no, they don't have the bar anymore. But they had the strip club, bar, and church. So, is that bar across the road? It's oh. something else. Sounds like a coffee shop or something. Oh. oh, the Freedom Mets doesn't exist anymore. Oh. Inactive after the 2021 season. Dairyland Champs 2012, 1982, 1970, and 1969. COVID. That's, uh, yeah. 
yeah. least their roster isn't updated on the uh, maybe you should wisbaseball.org. Start one. Do these do they have tryouts for these teams sure, and stuff? Yeah. And like these are I would assume like yeah. twenty to players. thirty year old guys that like play high school guys or you know like yeah. after high school it's that f- they don't want to play beer league softball. Yeah, and it's full pit you know normal yeah. overhand fast. Yeah, it's real baseball. There's a Dairyland Collegiate League too, not to be confused with Dairyland League baseball. The Dairyland Collegiate League is done by Milwaukee, though, right? It's like Waukesha, Monisha. Um, yeah, Monisha Riverettes, yeah. Johnson Creek. It's got a team, the Johnson Creek Mapaches? Mapaches? I don't know. Creekers. What that is. Uh, Lakeside Beach Bums, North Shore Bobbers, Waukesha Foxes, Wisconsin Cheese Kings, and the Monisha Riverettes. And that's and that's the Wisconsin minor league baseball circuit. We just covered the whole thing. I just want to know what a mapache is or whatever from Johnson Creek. Mapache is that what it is? I don't know. Looks like looks like, a look, looks like Apache too. with an M in front of it. So it's a raccoon. Okay. Oh dang! It is apparently just a raccoon. Why you would? I guess not this can't be the Coons. No. Uh, Johnson Creek Coon. Well, it probably used to be the Johnson Creek Coons. Maybe then, then they changed it to, to yes. Um, How do you say In it? Spanish slang, it is an electoral thief or fraudster. Oh, it, my, that's how you say it. It's, yeah, like Spanish for raccoon. Oh, okay. But like it's, Latin, raccoon in Latin, I think is that something. Trying to find the thing where it'll say how to pronounce it. Ooh, here we go. Never mind, I'm wrong. Mapache. Mapache. All right. In Spanish. All right, there you go. Johnson Creek Mapache. It's baseball season, that's all I care about. Well, and also crops. You still care about that. Yeah, I right. Have, I have to. Crop bird. But I feel like I'd rather. Do the other? At least baseball, you can listen to, you know, while you're driving tractor and in the in the truck. And once Euchre's gone, though, I, I don't know. It's going to be brutal listening to Brewers yeah. baseball. Like, Euchre makes it. It's different. We did. Matt and I both had a listener reach out to us and complain that he was out of banked episodes. It ran out of TTR. Did you just talk to him on the phone? Like a live <laughs> set, episode? Set us up on speakerphone. Yeah. yeah. You should have patched in the two of us. And yeah. That. He could have had his Truck own. phone. He could have had his own. Welcome to TTR's planter edition. We're just going to talk to you the entire time you plant. You just got to tell him then he can't listen like all winter. He said he banked them for quite a while. But, you know, been putting in some long hours well, lately. We've all talked to the farmer that's like, yep, been going on 36 hours straight here. So yeah. that's a lot of TTR episodes to Th- bank. 36 episodes. Right. I literally can't get out of the planter because I'll probably fall over. <laughs> no, that part of this planting season, it seems like a, it's definitely a marathon that you're sprinting part of it. It's hard to pace yourself because how do you and everything's ready at once? It's a marathon that's a sprint the whole time? Yes. Somehow. A sprint-a-thon? I did have a long-time co-op guy I talked to like Monday or Tuesday. and I'm like, how's it going? He's like... I've been doing this a long time, and I've never seen it this busy. Like, his orders were just so just backed crazy. up. Because he was looking for a map for me for a new field, and I'm like, well, I'm kind of busy today to get it to you. When do you need it? Thinking that maybe he was going to spread, like, 
that afternoon or and he's like and so this was monday and he's like yeah maybe friday <laughs> like <laughs> oof yeah oof that's like, tough okay I, i'll get you the map tonight but like dude like that's brutal well, even for that everything's ready at once yeah you know it's just tough and i feel like in general like labor shortage we're all that was the other thing short he said. like he, especially those guys man that's tough yeah and he's like our farmers don't like have any sympathy for that like he he's like they just aren't seeing that like we're working but we just don't have we're down a couple tender drivers because they're just not there so it's hard to have sympathy for that and i could see the farmers because they're probably down a little bit right and they always work hard so right, it's exactly. hard to have sympathy yeah. that way that is it's just hard to to see that and if you've ever been in that world, like you go so many days and those guys want a day off or they want to go home at five. Yeah, you had to you had to have a when nine, you worked at the Kalapa crew of guys right. and I'm sure some of them probably was either like, We're not showing up. Yeah. You know, in and, a couple And you know like, it going in like you know going into the season when you work for the co op, like end of April to probably July fourth for sure. It's a like it's a sprint slash marathon, right? Like we were just talking. But until you get into it and your head and farmers work every day, so that's right. But they can work when they want to work where these guys have orders piled up and they're like, oh, my God, I just got well, all this to get weather to. delays. And right. I also think a big part of it is the like on the farm yet, you know, hopefully you're it's family farm. So you got your 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 family can be around, you know, and do some of the things with you when you're at the co-op. It's not like. Oh yeah, bring little Jimmy I, in to ride with me in the sprayer. Or bring, like, there's no like you can't have sort of that. No, you're not in one geographic area. You're going correct. From, so you're even area wise, but yeah. on the farm, the the family part, you can have that good mix of still trying to yeah. have that. Where at the co-op, there's there's none like there. You can't do that. So no. you you need that time. To, to sort of recharge and be with them a little bit. So and it's just different. It's a different. No, and you can't fully like grasp your hands around it until you actually work it for a season, like work it for a season and then realize like, yeah, you got 15 farmers calling you at the same time, time going, sure. where's my fertilizer? Yeah. Like I'm waiting. Where is, is it, it? Is it like a triage unit of a, well, and like then you, of a hospital almost where you're just doing the, well, you try everything to, at once, but yeah, and you try to sure. get like, okay, you call first, so you, you know, sure, like, you, you do it in chronological order, right? But there's also some of that where it's like, okay, we're here, and the chronological order of the the next call in order was ten miles away, but I got a field right next door. door yeah, we're gonna peg that one yep. off. So like, it's logistically too a little bit of that, right. yeah. And then you got like, okay, are you doing wheat? Are you doing corn? how many mixes like i don't know about you guys but like i'll build my croplands in a winter and be like okay like i got six different mixes for all the corn on a farm or whatever it is and then you get to planting season and you're like well they're not gonna be happy if i give them four of those mixes in this order right now so i'm gonna kind of combine some of them so that they're not having a bunch of different mixes Uh, yeah I don't. I don't know if we're. This is our topic. Are we just officially in the? <laughs> we are. It's just yeah. We're in planting so twenty twenty three and what's the, the struggle so far? I guess that's kind of what we're. We so, got some some things here, but we're just kind of going. so like what you're talking about there. I I had a, a a farm actually say to me this week. They're like, why do we? We talked about it last week. But they're like, why do we? 
why do we why do we feel like we're we're confused right now? Why did what did we do all winter? And it's like, yeah, but winter in January when nobody's working, it's really easy to have good plans. Like when when it starts to fly, it things and, change. Yep, and everything all at once because everything's ready at the same time makes for big issues, especially when you're relying on custom planters, custom like Bill was saying, co-ops coming in and doing your spreading, your spraying. The more you're relying on other people, the harder it is to make those plans work because they have other things they need to do too. Well, just like yesterday, I placed an order for a guy and it was like five fields and one of them I had DAP in the mix because it needed phosphorus. It's like 10 acres. I'm like, I'm going to hear it if they have to put another hopper hopper in the tender truck with, you know... 10 acres worth of DAP. 10 acres worth of that mix with DAP. So I just pulled it out and went with the rest of it, you know? So that doesn't quite get what it needs, but it's efficient. About it, Sometimes about efficiency, too. Yeah, it's, it's always a struggle to come up with the right mix. And if and we think about it, I think, to a certain extent, too, of we've had farms that we've worked with, I'm sure all of us, that, you know, they want to do what's right for their field, but at the same time, the co-op guys tell them, I need, you know, like, t- two mixes max. Like, right. you, you get two. Can only do that. Yep. And so either you're over, you're either putting too much on one or not enough on another. And it, it's kind of a, a Sophie's choice that we don't really like to make, but sometimes have to. I like the uh, the pull the phosphorus, especially somebody who's working with manure, because you know eventually you're gonna be like, man, why is this phosphorus number so high? So like, you know that one. Can, that's been one where guys we've been making some changes. I've been like, okay, but we gotta have our for our manure list for this fall kind of in our head while we're doing this because anywhere we can pull phosphorus out now because we know we're gonna put manure on. Yeah, let's do that let's do to it, try yeah. and simplify it. That's been a big one. Which guys are like, I don't know, I don't know what my manure list is for this fall yet. Like. We're not that far into the into the system yet, but you know it's it's coming. I would agree. the The having a plan is very important, but my best guys kind of are okay with changing it just a little, like that, where you're you're going to pull that phosphorus. You're not going to see a yield loss in that instance. You're right. really not. The big so thing. That's from- the question I always get: is like, well, am I giving up yield by doing this? And so I do try to think back. You and. It, you just tell them like it'll be okay. This is the right thing to do at yeah. this time because we got to get this. I just done. always have to remember to go back in my records and and True. change, make sure you change, change that, it right and to then make sure that that gets, gets pulled out. Right. right. I have a system that I do to make sure that happens. But yeah, if you change those in like game time decisions or you're changing yeah. stuff, right? It's like that's what I almost feel like right now. Is weird is it's like use the football game analogy. It's like we're going into the game. We have this game plan. And what I call like halftime decision, but this is like first quarter after that. Fr- like what are after they called? The first the, series, the first, first drive, you got punched in the mold. Yeah, the scripted scripted plays. Yeah. yeah, that that it's like okay, our scripted plays didn't really work. Let's go to this plan. And I I really think that because some of these guys are like, well, we just made this plan. Why are we already changing? It's too early in the game to change the whole plan. And it's like no, we can we got to tweak a few things there. They're playing a different defense than they thought. The weather's way more, you know, everything gets crammed. We thought we were going to plant these fields first, so this would go with this mix. Well, now that one's not ready, so we picked a different one, and that was with a different mix. Well, even before we get into this year's planting, 
wheat and rye and everything else, like that was still growing when it was too wet to be in the fields. And then you had to make a call on, okay, do we risk rutting up the wheat field to get it sprayed or do we change the chemical because the, the wheat's going to uh, keep growing. It's not going to stop just because we can't get into the field. So I had a wheat field on Monday. I walked, nothing has done to it. Like it's been so wet. I could still kick my heel in three inches <laughs> on Monday. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like we're going to make a mess of this, but it looks terrible. <laughs> you know, it's almost the 20th of May. So they spread it yesterday. I'll see it tomorrow on or Monday on what mess they made. But it's like at some point you just got to do it, right? Right. We had a I had a this week actually. A, we made a pretty big switch. We flopped around some acres because the tiled guys showed up late, and so we're still yeah, tiling, tiling. And we were going to plant some <clears throat> sorghum sedan grass, and then some corn on the other farm. And I said, well, why are we going to plant corn late and stick sorghum in early? Let's. Flip put it. the corn over there and we'll put the sorghum here and when That's they're done tiling, we'll yep. just go sorghum like just keep it simple there's no reason to there's no reason to delay corn planting for two weeks because we want to get tiling because in all honesty sorghum doesn't need to be in for another no, in two weeks right we're in, good so like that was a pretty easy decision now logistically that was it was like can we make the bunkers fit do we want to truck because you know the heifer farm and the dairy are separate and do we want how you know we're gonna have to truck this further it's like all that stuff goes into it so whatever but like on the surface it was like man this is pretty simple like we need this is the way to do this i do think some of these decisions we almost make too complicated that they are simple of is this right or not and you're thinking like wow but this one's further and and it's like yeah but we haven't we haven't fully figured out the logistics yet but the corn is going in the ground on the flip-flop already so it's i mean it, it happened right so We'll figure out the logistics in a month when we have to yeah, yeah. do something with it. So that'll be the the decision is made, you know. But that was that was one of those things we had no intention. That was not even a question. We were not going to do that. It did not fit the rotation we wanted. It didn't do this. It didn't do that in January. But right now, in January, you thought the tile guys were going to show up on time. I don't know that t- we were even sure it was going to get tiled this spring in January, and then it was, and then yeah. it didn't get to happen at the right time, and then it, it snowball, you know. And once the corn is the ground, you've got all summer to figure out where it's going to go. Yeah. You, you buy yourself time that way. If at least you knew you got it in on time or early enough and worry about the, the back end in July when things start to slow down. Right. What, what do you guys think is late corn planting? Like, what's the date? They'll go. <laughs> June 1st. I was going to say June 1st. Yeah. June 1st. Okay. I... I Mine's May twenty fifth is not late, but when it changed, like, but June is the time. We what, so, what we never do is like I had a bunch of fields last year that were planted late because we had that nine inches of rain. Yep, and the corn was so wet. But yes, last year the corn didn't dry very good. But now we should go back and be like, when did we plant that? Like, right, just post mortem and remind ourselves because that was the question that you, that last year was, what am I? What variety should I plant now? Because of the nine inches of rain, is it too late to plan a ninety-five day? And I think we ended up planning like an eighty-three day. But it's like we should go back to that, you, and I never do. What you're right, Bill, too, is go back to those every year. Of right, I think we get it in our head of like, oh yeah, because I think the reason it's June first is because the calendar changes and it's a diff- you know schools out, all that kind of stuff happens, and there's this mark of like, oh yeah, once all that happened. It was like different memorial, memorial Day. Memorial, yeah. Like well, you say March. June 1st, but it's really Memorial, memorial Day. Day. Yeah. yeah. Well, and usually you're, that's typically when we would hit a temperature shift of now 
Now we're getting into warmer weather. I, things are moving faster. All, things are all it has to do with is you're missing GDUs. That's right, that's right. all it has right. to do with is you're missing some of those golden GDUs that that in May, you know, yeah, we get some GDUs, but it's not like late June, July yeah. that time. Here's the real thing: it's not the date on the calendar. It's all about when first crop is done. Because that's your late corn is your after first crop right, corn. Sure. So like if you're still planting corn after all the first crop hay corn is in, that's not a good feeling. That I think that's where it really switches versus the June first or Memorial Day or whatever. It, I think it's it, the other part is hard is what what's the change then? You gotta kinda go down in day length as you get but later. Do you? Pla- depends you on don't have doing, to right. right. Do it you? depends. It it depends on the farm too. Are you do you have to stop planting because you're making hay, or can you do both? Right. If you're still planting during first crop, then you're still making headway versus I have to stop and pick one or the other. Yeah, that's tough. That, I see that question's on here. Which which do you pick, make hay or plant corn? It's always both. I laugh yeah. at that question. But I actually but, think more people will stop and make hay than yeah. plant corn. Well, it, if, your nutritionist would say I had that. this conversation <laughs> with Todd this week about on the phone. We were talking, man, I don't feel like we've made a lot of really nice hay lately. Right. Tonnage-wise, it's been good, but I feel like we've kind of, the last two years, first crop well, has been And a lot of farms have enough tons of hay right, right now, so they want the quality part. So you got to... So I think cut. this year, it's probably make the hay... I've, I'm not super confident in saying that, but I think it's probably make the hay this year. But next year, is it different? Probably. Like it, it's a very it, depend, it, it a year, depends on year, the farm year to year yeah. thing. What I would see Supply that I and, do like is in general, farms can do both now. Is that in general? I don't know what you guys see, but honestly, I'd say 20 years ago, you either had to pick one or the other. It wasn't. Yeah. Now they're able to sort of like okay, one guy kind of tenders the planting guy. You know, tillage gets tough. Because you need to have a lot of that tillage maybe done if you're doing tillage. But if you're not doing a lot of tillage, that frees up guys to be working on hay. Mine is we only have one tractor to do all this. Or two tractors that can do all this work. That's or, where the or that tractor is still in the manure pump. Yeah, oh. yeah right. That Don't remind me. Yeah. Like I had a farm this year switch. They're going to get their hay custom done. So instead of them taking a week to do alfalfa, They're gonna chop hay it'll be days. like a day and a half, two days. And so then, yeah, you can stop for a day or a day and a half because realistically, they are still providing tractor drivers or they might help cut, but it's it's not the time commitment that it was when they were doing it all themselves. So, it, uh, yeah, I had a guy make that switch last year and he called me this week and said next year he's buying a new chopper and a planter. He's done with the custom. <laughs> I said, well, that didn't last very long. Yeah, and there's that balance too. It depends on your custom guy how it does how well they what what kind of pull do you have in getting them there on time? And, and some custom guys can plant and chop at the same time, and then the it, next custom guy can't. So it, if you want to know something, that went into the decision making to cut some hay this year for us. Well, a couple guys this spring, they said we're going to be the first ones this spring. That means we're the first ones on every cut. So you know what? Sure. Good, we'll take it. Right. Because it, it, you are, if you're the first one on first crop, you're the first one on everything else. Even if it's only a day or two different, you're going to be first on the list. So, you know, that's worth something, I guess. Somebody has to be the first one to cut hay in the neighborhood, too, and rile right. everybody up. Right. So, When do you plant around the wet holes? Just dip a wing in. 
if when you're in the field and there's a wet hole, <laughs> I mean, Just you're not... Just around it, you're not waiting? Well, it depends on how big the wet hole is, too. I mean, if you're in the field planting and there's one wet hole, and it's the difference between it, finishing the field well, or leaving... Is it like 80, 20, 90, 10, probably 95, 5%? Like, that if 95% of the field's good and 5%'s not... That's not right. I think that depends on calendar date a whole bunch. Yeah. Like, mid-May, you start hitting where, okay... I don't need 100% of the field ready. It's Because you're you know, not planting if it's 60-40. Right. No, right. Or even 80-20 probably. Uh, right. And that's what I'm saying. If right. you're in the field, yeah. then you plant around the wet hole. Right. right. But if you're not in the field, or you're, if it's the decision of making the field, like Todd said, what percentage what, of... To me, it's that yeah. number. The other... I had a farm tell me yesterday, and it was he's like, I don't know why... Like, like you said, you put the wing of the tillage in there to maybe scrape through. But he's like, I always try to put you know the wing of my planter, because some of these planters are bigger now you know, through that wet hole to try to get some something in there. And he's like, it always is a disaster. Like, yeah. I don't even know why. And he's like, I don't do that anymore. But, y- yeah, you're like, oh, I could, you know, it, it won't be too tacky. I'll sneak it in uh, there. And I've been on there where you see planners, too, where you're like, yeah, this guy was in something. He shouldn't have been. Oh, just balled up in the back. Yeah. Oh, like, looks like, like a snow plow. Five yeah. row units that aren't planting right, right because on, of on one, one side yeah. that they tried to sneak through. So just that, too, like... You know, if you're doing the tillage and the planting, you can see to know where to go around. But otherwise, you do got to communicate well with, hey, we maybe snuck, you know, the field cultivator in there a little bit, but you probably just want to plant around that. Or I think there's some historical, I don't want to say historical bias, but that's probably the right word. Like, hey, those the, every once every four springs, it's dry enough to get that planted. But then by July 1st, it's all drawn out anyway. Right. So like in this spring, it's not... So we could wait two weeks for it to dry out, or we could just say it 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 drowns out no matter what we do. So let's just go around it now. I think that's I made a couple of those this week, or said you know what it's it's been long enough. Let's let's just get this done. So I like number three because I know exactly where you were coming from on that one, Bill. Manure ho- manure hauler wants to use tankers instead of hose instead of hose. And my conversation with the farmer was the manure tank, the manure hauler wants to use tankers because that's what's best for the manure hauler because all of his hose rigs are busy. That's not what's best for your crop. Mm-hmm. And the manure hauler, frankly, this time of year, probably doesn't care about that. Right? He's just got a list of how many guys he's got to get to yet. I'm sure it's a short list. <laughs> no. Yes, because there's more and more manure haulers every year. We have so many custom haulers. <laughs> that is a t- that is a tough one because you're you're hitting that like we just said that you got to be flexible on some things. But yeah, there is some things that maybe you got to say, "Nah, I'm good." Like, okay, whatever. We we want the manure. The manure is more of the priority than than maybe the little bit of compaction that's associated with it. That was but, also when he said he was coming two weeks ago, and I got a call I, this morning from the same farmer that says he still doesn't know when the guy is coming. coming. Sure, right. And it's one of their better fields too, right? Right, like, so so that all weighs into that yeah, choice. Yeah, like we need right. to get this planted. Luckily, the varieties we have planned for that field aren't our longest day stuff that's already in, but... It's like this dynamic of, I'm we're caught in the middle. I think as agronomists, like between the manure haulers and the farmers, because especially well, they, as agronomists, we're, we're almost like 
on the side of the field itself right. and, and wanting to, you know what I mean? Like they're, we're sitting there they're going divorced like, parents and we're the children they're fighting over. <laughs> right. like, yeah. I was going to say it's the work life balance of like mom and dad are fighting and we're yeah. sitting there watching the fight go on. Like, and we just, know, we know what our answer is, but we yeah. love, we love you both. But we really just want to want this to work out for everybody. Maybe we'd want the manure hauler and the farmer to get divorced. Like maybe that no, would be a good thing because <laughs> you can't find another one. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, Todd and I have mutual farmers that work together that apparently bought a rig. So I, more farmers are buying. Yeah, I think rigs. we're seeing it kind of start to go back the other way of like yeah. doing more on your own. Yep. Which and is and a, one thing I have, interesting dynamic. I have had farmers say that, and I think that if you're first, second, third on the your manure haulers list. Those people are like, why are these guys buying equipment? You know, we don't need when it. You're, but if, when you're fourth, but fifth, if and you're sixth. not first, you know, if you're not first, you're last kind of thing. And like the anybody not first, it seems like they're like. And they said it was easier to have the equipment because then they could just do it, do it instead of waiting yeah. for somebody. To and show the other up. thing is, they're leaving sooner than you want them to leave. Sure, like they're there two days, and you're like, oh, we'd be done in four. They're going somewhere else because somebody next, else's pit is inches from yeah, going over, right? A, it's it like, if we fun. could just stay two more days, we'd be done. Yeah. But they leave, and then it's two weeks before they come back. I got a solution. Everybody build a pit double the size of what they need. <laughs> that, <laughs> that solution. <laughs> I but thought that are, back in um, 2012, we had some pit, but that was a dry year, so that doesn't make sense. It, had a bit different it was year. probably 18 or 19. Yeah. Because there was a lot of... 18, 19, but this was back, way back in the day. So maybe it was 07 or 08, because those are wetter. Um, but we thought, like, oh, we'll just build bigger pits. But, like, you need a good size pit. I'm not saying that more isn't better. But at the same time, more can be, like, then when it's full, like, when you all of a sudden do get full. Because then the hauler does the same thing. of Like, right. well, you got all it this manure pit space. Like, you'll be good. It's, we'll go to the it, guy that doesn't have the space. Like It's so like it, the dude who builds the bigger garage because yeah. his, new, his garage now is still full of crap. And you know what happens? Fills 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 more. Yeah. Yep. No, you always no, need, I, you always say, I should have yeah. built this shed 20 foot longer every time. Like, and no then 20 foot what. more longer than the 20 foot. You yeah, thought you yeah, should have yeah. built it, right. right? No matter what. But but then your financial consultant is going to look at you and go, that's a big cost per cow, right? Like, yeah, the manure pit is a money pit anyhow. Pun intended, I guess, but a pit full of money, right? Yes, both and a cost, no, a, p- and a, a pit costly. full of money. It's a pit full of money. Well, that's the other part with getting manure out this spring is like fertile. This is going to be like a very expensive crop to plant, and so that's very valuable at this time too, just to have that out there. Versus, if you don't get it out there this spring, you're not capturing the value of that manure right. till. 2024, right? And you want it now, so that's a struggle too. Because you're going to have more to spread for 2024, right? And fertilizer, hopefully, will be cheaper then. So yeah, it's just a different that way too. Is it's just sometimes we just want it spread. All right, so there you go. That's plant 2023 so far. A lot of decisions, plans change, but like we say, this feel like we say this every year. Things. Things happen. Every year is going to be different. Everything's going to going to be okay. We just got to get through it. And in July, we'll, when we're watching our crops grow, because there's nothing more we can really do, then we can have these discussions even more in depth about what to do next year. That probably won't happen because plans will change. All right, let's move into our spotlight for today. 
So as we know, uh, we've talked about a little bit before, particularly to the south in Illinois, they've had really dry conditions, a lot of dust flying, even causing some accidents. But dry soil conditions, are they causing issues with foliar applied herbicide control? So being dry accelerates crop planting. People are generally more prone to be out in the field because they can get out there. They're happy to be there and get started. And then right after they plant, if you're not doing a pre-emerge, but an early post-emerge application, what is that going to look like? Uh, one potentially adverse condition. The pop-up on my computer. All right. <laughs> I, got I, got, I got baseball for my pop-up. Look at that. Nice. They're listening, they aren't they? They know. Ba oh, no, I got Applebee's. <laughs> I had baseball, <laughs> now I got Applebee's. So... Uh, Downside could be this very dry soil is that there's a lot of dust that gets thrown around and as we make applications, planting, spraying, fertilizer. So airborne dust has been shown to reduce the activity of some foliar applied herbicides, including glyphosate. So greenhouse research conducted at North Dakota State University demonstrated the control of nightshade species with glyphosate was reduced when dust was present on leaf surfaces. Reduced phytotoxicity occurred regardless of whether the dust was present on the leaf surfaces before glyphosate or if it was deposited within 15 minutes after. So if your sprayer's kicking up dust as you go through, it can cause just as many issues as if it was dusty before you went in. Todd, did, did you, were you with me at Arlington when they did those, uh, when UW does did, those, like, like you the, screw stuff up and then you have to figure out fun what's plot, wrong? Those are the best, yeah. yeah. They did one of these where they took a lawnmower and along the lane of a plot just like mowed into the f into the crop like a lot so that dust was just flying low dust yeah. yep and then like sprayed and the weeds were alive right next to the lane and as you got further away from the lane it was better control old jeff polensky <laughs> must have been on that trip because yeah. he did this to me like my first or second yeah, summer he, he found one was. yeah he found one not like not at arlington he found one at a farm and he's like Tell me why those weeds aren't dead. What do you think the problem is? And it was right along a lane yeah. where they had they had hauled manure on further down the lane and sprayed on the same day. And so as they were hauling manure with tankers, it was making the mess. Yeah, it's just me. Or is it? It's way dustier. Than, like yeah, even guys. I've never seen a spring where you can be working a field too wet and the dust is rolling. You know, like ro not just thank you. Right, like I, it's just got this very i don't know if the how many times have you heard this year I, it's wet it looks terrible and they're going i'm making dust i don't know yeah, what you want me to do about it the it's amount like, of on planners too the, the, the dust it, the top is that yep. dry top i know when we get later in the season the top dries out like that but this just seems like a new amount of just no, dust rolling where you're like Holy no man. this is real like i think this happens more than we probably see yeah and it says dust generated from silty clay soils tends to reduce the glyphosate efficacy more than loamy sand soil so even soil type makes a difference how much of a reaction you're going to see so it's yeah just slower dying i mean we probably just sometimes we don't even realize it because it still dies just dies slower well and, it, and the the dirt part of the soil particles on the leaves basically deactivates the herbicide right so yeah. it never gets the dose it needs all right now we'll move into our Ag History Minute. So the oldest agricultural plots are, have gone digital. 
when the University of Illinois professor Manley Miles established the moral plots in 1876. He couldn't have imagined what they would have uh, turned into. They became the oldest continuous agricultural experiment in the Western Hemisphere. Nor could he imagine more than a century before the dawn of the Internet, the plot's data would be digitized and made available online to scientists, students, and educators around the world. The new database, which includes crop hybrid, rotation, planting density, and yield, as well as fertilizer type and amount, came to fruition thanks to the Moral Plots Data Curation Working Group. It's an interdisciplinary team from the University of Illinois College of Agricultural, Consumer, and Environmental Sciences and the University Library. Data scientists and curators needed to find historical data that included an ancient notebook held by the Department of Crop Science. They had to standardize it through time so that year-to-year comparisons could be made. And for example, some of the data that was missing for certain years in yield wasn't recorded at all until 1888. But the working group accepted the challenge and came up with the database. So that's pretty cool. They have well over 100 years of data. Have you guys ever seen these plots? I've seen the picture. So in the it's, beginning of the article, the picture with the guys in the suits and the bowler hats taking soil samples. That's the best. Like that yeah. picture is awesome. But you go to these plots too and it is why Like imagine like University of Wisconsin-Madison, like a, a bigger campus, but then in the middle, like where say Bascom Hill is, it's not a hill. It's just plots. plots. You know, like yeah. at Madison, they, you know, and now West Madison Research Station is almost like that because it's getting city all yeah. around it. And then, like, Arlington's far enough away where that's far up. But, like, it'd be like West Madison if they keep, if they sell part to the city but keep a part, but being down, like, it's right downtown. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm surprised. I don't know. I'm, you I'm go- sure kids vandalize these things. And, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, like, imagine a high school age kid, you're like, I, who knows, but because yeah, they never have beer parties in fields <laughs> in the country. Right. right. But it's, it's a neat, yeah, it's, it's neat. actually a, a replicated trial. <laughs> yeah. They need need a beer party at least part of the plot. Kids spill beer but leave cans in the <laughs> cornfield. How does that affect yield? yield? Just I'm just rolling through. Like I go there and I found the actual moral plot book. Like bushels per acre, 54, 43, 21, like Jeez. big time. 19. So that's bet like in the 1800s the first ones Let's or see if there's that's a date time, on this. Man. It's it's in like a Printed books, it looks like it's more from like the 60s or 70s. 88 to 54. So 1888 to 1954. That's a lot of data. And it's, they're not very big. You know, these plots now are 40,000 square feet total, or 35,000 square feet. It's just under an acre. And I mean, you look at it, you got like, it's right by the, you know, the big. Biology building and the auditorium's kitty court. Like, it's just these, like, acre plot right in the middle of, of campus, which is it's cool. I like that they call it ancient to notebook. Like, that it's – do we call that? Like, ancient to me is, like, a 1,000 years ago, not, like, a 100. <laughs> but that's great. It's also a historical landmark. Maybe it's based more on the condition of the notebook. Like, it looks, sure, looks, it looks ancient, ancient because it's been – thumbed through and probably you have to wear gloves now and <laughs> even to scan it i wonder how like if they just somebody had to like type it in based on reading it or if they could even scan pages of it 
Urbana, Urbana in general is a very interesting town, like college town. Have you been there? Yeah, it's it's different. I mean, it was a long time ago, but back then you could get into the bars before you were twenty one, but you couldn't drink while in them. So you had to be like, and you had to be like a certain section. They had a no, like you could just be in there talking to your buddies that are over twenty one, but you couldn't be within arm's length of a of beer. A drink. So this is twenty years ago. So I'm sure that's different now. It has to be. Did you? But did you read the reviews on different. this? What are the reviews? Yeah. First one I see. As far as plots go, I'd give this one a three out of five. The corn was okay, <laughs> but overall, I'd like to see it do something special, like carnivorously attacking random passerby. <laughs> when nice. I walk by plots like this, I want to feel some sort of emotion, such as a fear of my impending demise. But when I walk by these plots, I feel nothing. Three out of five stars. <laughs> I'm sure the guys in the bowler hats are just. Some guy rolling in the grave right now. Four out of five. Some of the surrounding hedges are a little overgrown. Yeah. Like about a month and a half ago, I was actually pretty close to there. I wish I would have. Yeah. You have to stop next time. Yeah. Look at the plots there. People leaving one star reviews on this just. Where are you even finding reviews? Why are you (laughs) giving a review on a plot? On Google. They're like Google Google reviews. reviews? Okay. Corn wasn't sweet enough. Two stars. Can't even get in. One star. Right. Well, they're not. Yeah, they don't really let people randomly. And, yeah. Then, you know. Then, then there's my favorite place on the U I U C campus. That's got to be a mouthful. The because it's the University of Illinois Champaign Urbana or Urbana Champaign, whatever. Some people. Deep. Never, <laughs> five well, five stars. Jesus Elvarado. Deep. That was his <laughs> review. Five stars. Five stars. Never visited, but my friend Luke says it must be pretty cool. My other friend is bothered by the fact that the library is underneath the field. Here's a translated from, uh, I'm not sure if it's Chinese or some Asian language. Went for a run today. Lawn is good. Four stars. I got a Google Translate. Show this to your friends in Korea saying, there is a cornfield in our school. That should be enough to convince you that you're (laughs) in the countryside. One guy left one star and didn't even bother to explain why. All right. Our LinkedIn research has two reviews, both five stars, you remember, but no comments. Do you remember so, we went, when we went through the reviews for the 9-11 memorial in the field? Oh, yeah. Remember that? There's people leaving one-star reviews for that. Like, People just like to be rude, mean. It's the facelessness of the internet. All right. Thanks, Matt. And thank you to all our listeners out there. Please subscribe to the podcast and tell a farmer friend, especially while you're out in plant 2023. Farmer friends talking to you, hey, what are you listening to in the cab? And you say, hey, just listen to all these back episodes, talking about planting our last bunch of episodes around that. Today's on, you know, just plant 2023 in general. So all you need to do is search Tilt Talk Radio and Apple Podcasts or on Android, download an app like Podcast Addict, Podbean, or Player FM. You can also listen on your computer or smartphone browser. Go to tilthegg.com slash podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilth Talk Radio. All right. Thanks, Todd. Now we'll get into some cool beans. That's corny with some current events. So cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Our cool beans this week. UW-Platteville is collaborating with John Deere to offer a new customized class. University of Wisconsin-Platteville College of Engineering, Mathematics, and Science is collaborating with John Deere Dubuque Works for a unique opportunity, teaching a software engineering course to companies engineers on the John Deere campus. 
process started last summer when John Deere reached out to UW-Platteville to inquire about software engineering classes. Platteville faculty met with John Deere and determined the needs uh, that their needs covered material not taught in any singular class, but spread over multiple classes. Faculty at UW-Platteville Computer Science and Software Engineering identified the topics John Deere was looking for and created a new 16-week-long class specifically for John Deere employees. The new class, Introduction to Embedded Programming, launched last fall and is taught by Dr. Joshua Yu, Associate Professor of Computer Science and Software Engineering. So there you go, John Deere and Platteville working together to train up people that need specific skills for the John Deere data set. Now we'll move into That's Corny for today. And our That's Corny is the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is no longer the Wienermobile. Here's what you need to know. Travesty. It is now the Frankmobile. And instead of being driven by, I think these call them hot doggers, now they're, uh, where did I see it? The weenie whistles are now Frank whistles. The new vehicles will have stickers that say, please do not lick. Uh, come on, where do they call the drivers? Frankfurters. Yeah, they will be called Frankfurters instead of hot doggers. The people that are driving the Wienermobile. Now, this is due to them advertising their new Albi Franks. It has nothing to do with, I think, did we talk about it on the podcast or did we just read the article about PETA offering to... Yes, we've, talked, to, we've yeah. talked about the Wienermobile way too Becoming much. Vegan. Yeah, because we talked about the, remember the like Wiener... Uh, U- UAVs they had the Wiener drone oh, thing yeah, yep, like yep. We've, yes we've had a lot of Oscar Mayer so, news so if you wish you were an Oscar Mayer Wiener now you have to wish you were an Oscar Mayer Frank I guess or Frankfurter a Frank Furter yes Doctor Frank N Furter have you Frank N. are you familiar yes, with I do know the Rocky Horror Picture Show <laughs> so yeah. Uh, they said it's 100% beef franks, and their new recipe is the reason for the change. Has a more balanced flavor profile and an iconic, and these are all in quotations, beefy taste that's more flavorful nice. than ever. It does say if you are named Frank or any iterations, I don't know what are other iterations of Frank. Francis. Francis. Yeah, okay. Francis. You can stop by the Frank Mobile and get a coupon for a free pack. Of Oscar Mayer, yeah. How do you prove that? Frank. Hey, I'm Frank. This is my son, you Frank Junior. Show hey. your ID, I guess. Hey, I'm Frank. <laughs> my name is Frank, and I would like yeah. a coupon. This is Frank Junior, and I got Frank, Frank the, the second. Third. Yeah. This is Frank the Tank. <laughs> yeah. Is your nickname is Frank the Tank? Oh yeah, that would work. Oh, I swear, all my friends call Kaminsky's me Frank. Kaminsky's just every day going to get. He's just lining up for. Well, I was thinking more of Will Ferrell, the original Frank. Right. We're going streaking. All right. Now we'll wrap things up with our Field Good Friday. And once again, we are creeping ever closer to that egg holiday every summer, June Dairy Month. So pretty soon it'll be time to enjoy breakfast on the farm. Let's go. You love it. Let's go. Ice cream, you scream, we all scream. For the ice cream, we get it. Breakfast on the farm. Let's go. All right, so Wisconsinites of all ages are invited to experience modern dairy and farming this June as farms, businesses, FFA organizations, and dairy promotion groups across the state will celebrate June Dairy Month by hosting Breakfast on the Farm events. Residents can choose from 50 events spread across the state, and the 
mission there is to focus a spotlight on Wisconsin's role as America's Dairyland. So starting here in May, even though it's not June, we've got the Adams County Dairy Breakfast. There will be 7 to 11 a.m. on May 27th at the Adams Friendship Middle School. Green County Breakfast on the Farm at the DeVoe Family Farm will also be that day from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. So if you're really careful, I don't know how far of a drive that is. But you've got an hour win or so window there you on either get... side that you could get to both. If you go to Green County first, right at 6 a.m., leave early enough and get there before 11. could get two breakfasts. June 2nd and 3rd. Would one be a brunch? Yes. One sure. would be a brunch. There is actually brunch on the farm, though. Two hours, eight minutes. Oof, it's tight. It's, it's tight. I forgot my but if you show literally up, the furthest south. I was going to say, it's got to be, yeah. But if you show up late to the second one, usually everybody's starting to clear out. So right, you might you hit it just right. Up, or the food will be gone. Feels like one. a challenge. Feels like a challenge. All right, June 2nd and 3rd is to the moon. And yes, I did that on purpose because it is moo with an apostrophe in. Uh, moon and Beyond Dairy Fest 2023 in the Marshfield Area Chamber of Commerce. There'll be several locations around Marshfield from 5.30 to 9.30 a.m. That's early. It is. June 3rd, Barron County will have their dairy breakfast. You got to get to the good one. June 4th, man, the Brown County. Yep. Brown County's at Collins Dairy this year? Yes. Yep, Collins are hosting it. And then... Collins have hosted it many times, I feel like. June Shano's is really late. June 11th is out of gamey. And O'Connell. And O'Connell, yep. Breakfast on the farm, Coles Dairy Farm, and Vanda High Dairy Farm. On those two, let's see what other local ones we have. Kiwani County Breakfast on the Farm, that's June 18th. Go get yourself a slice of pizza. Salentine Homestead Dairy. Big slice of pizza guy at Breakfast on the Farm. Never had it. I've never done that. Yeah, it sounds awesome, though. And it's not breakfast. Well, I think they have breakfast pizza, but they they're serving up straight up pepperoni, man. If you want to it, think you can of the best, it. is it extra cheese? Oh yeah. Which which one went? Like of all the ones you've gone to, which one is the best? Like quality. Like it's hard though because Autogamy the cinnamon roll wins. That's really good, but like Brown County is pretty good all around breakfast. The thing is, I don't know if I've ever been to a bad one. True. That's that's the thing. Yes. Like the Shano Brunch on the Farm, that's June 25th. I feel like if you've been to a bad one, it's your own fault. I mean, there's possibilities. Yes. Or you're like you're last and all the hash browns are right. cold and the well, yes. eggs are soupy and you're like, oh, I wish I would have got a better breakfast. Well, show up early. All right. So, yeah, there's a bunch June 25th because you said Shano, yep, Shano Fond du Lac Marinette's County, that weekend. Marinette, Calumet. Calumet, Fond du Lac, yeah. That one you could maybe make Calumet's from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Ooh. Oh yeah, That's, yeah. You could do you find could, like for breakfast and potentially for get lunch. like three in that day if you did it right to get to Shano. Yeah, because Calumet's is actually is technically the Sunday on the farm. It's not. Really I don't think I could ever do three breakfasts on the farms in a day. Come on, Max. That's a lot of people. You could also stay late at the Shano County. There'll be beer there. I'm sure, knowing the the farm. Oh, synergy. <laughs> right. Is that the only one? Is that the only host farm we're working with this year? Seems like it. Uh, it didn't recognize any. wasn't reading through all of them necessarily. 
Yeah. I always love to see the ones like where I know, like, oh, yeah, Matt works with that guy. Like, I can't we'll go check out his farm. You know? I always think that's fun. Yeah. I don't... Uh... Are we bringing back the June challenges? We've done. Gonna, uh, I was going to ask that. We've done cottage cheeses. We've done. We did ice cream. Ice cream. We did milk chug. Milk. We did, I know cheese. Max is a big fan of milk chug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was brutal. I'll do it again. <laughs> I ain't scared. I'll do it we again. Did, yeah, cheese curds we did. We, we did cheese curds. And yeah. I did cheese slices one time. Yeah. I guess we're down to like sour cream and pizza. yogurt and pizza. 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 Like yeah. Yogurt would be a. That'd be a decent one. Yeah, yogurt wouldn't be too bad. We'll have to... We'll talk amongst ourselves. All right. See if we can figure out a June Dairy Month challenge schedule. But that'll do it for this week. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. Today we talked about Plant 2023 and how things have been going so far and some of the changes that have been made out in the field. In our spotlight, we talked about how dusty conditions can limit the effectiveness of foliar herbicide applications egg history minute we talked about the moral plots and how their data has gone digital feel our cool beans this week it was platteville teaming up with john deere to create classes to better fit john deere's needs that's corny was the oscar meyer wiener mobile is now the frank mobile and we're kind of sad about it our field good friday was breakfast on the farm is edging closer Soon it'll be time for those delicious dairy breakfasts. So thanks for listening, and as always, happy farming.